In 2020, the Bottom Rat Crew conquered the Kaiju Mockbusters. Since that time, the Bottom Rack has been quiet. It has been a time of campy peace and trashy tranquility. Until now. Sir, we got Asylum Kaiju! Where? Everywhere! Call it the team. No, man, I'm done. I told you, I'm done with it. I'm done with the bottom rack. You may be done with the bottom rack, but the bottom rack isn't done with you, brother. I need you. Astro Radio Z needs you. But more importantly, the rack needs you. Fine, but we're gonna need some help. I got it covered. Buckle up, Buttercup. We're going down. To the bottom rack. If the ferret's going back to the bottom rack, I'm gonna need the epic bow tie of awesomeness. It is time, my friends. Time for one final ride. We do this, and in 2025, Armageddon won't happen. It is time to destroy all mockbusters! <laughs> Welcome to the Mockbuster special summer, a Mockbuster to end all Mockbusters, a bottom rack spectacular, I guess you will, kind of spur of the moment, actually really spur of the moment. Apparently, our services were needed and we were called back to action. And I am joined, of course, with the crew. We were less a couple or less at least one, doesn't matter. I'm here with Mark the Movie Man. Mark, how are you? I'm, I'm doing good. Looking forward to this. I appreciate everybody kind of just uh, rolling with the flow on uh, this kind of spur of the moment put together in three days podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly, I, dude, I dig it. I had nothing else going on. And the fact that this was happening, it was just great because just like the teaser did, <laughs> we, we had to call the Avengers back in for it. And- <laughs> Ended up being like a Rambo shot because it's like, you want to do it? It's, I ain't going back. I don't want to go back. You get me I said I'm done. And then here we are. <laughs> By the way, nice movie collection behind you. People that oh. have, if you're listening in audio, he's got a shit ton of movies. But if you're actually watching this on video, that's an impressive collection. <laughs> Thank you. It's full on the other side, too. That's an authentic family video, video shelf over he there. He says that to every sure. lady he brings to his... <laughs> well, I only have my wife, so yeah. That's what she says. <laughs> Laughing in the background there, Paul Salzer. Hey, How the hell are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be able to talk with you guys again, but 
That being said, your chroma key is freaking me out. <laughs> For all of you guys watching this, he is freaking me out. Why is, why is it messing with you, huh? Because you keep disappearing. Like you'd hold up a hand and then something like <laughs> You're it's like reverse You're John out. Cena here. Man, I mean, that's what, yeah, let me. What it is, this uh, temporal reality, I have managed to jump back in here briefly, but I keep shifting back and forth from it. So, yeah, it's, it's all part of the plan here, trying to gather the forces for this uh, 2025 Armageddon I keep hearing about. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here, Paul, because we got to have a good foil and somebody to keep us grounded, because as it usually happens, for those who've never listened to the Mockbuster Summer... <laughs> I invite you to go back and listen because it's really fun because I'm like, yeah, I like the asylum. And then Angelique's over there like, the asylum's pretty cool. And then Mark just says something like, dude, you remember that time? Is I was getting And then we start floating off and Paul's like, oh, God. This movie sucked. And then we're like, Pfft. and we have to snap back to it. It's like, yeah, but what about the ship? Did you see the ship, badass gun? And Paul's like, you could see the seam and the plastic on the guns. And then we just move on the next Anyway, I'm glad to have you here, Paul. <laughs> glad to be here. You bring gravitas. Yes. Oh, Angelique, how are you? I'm fantastic. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad to hear it. You sound great. What with all the move and everything going on, is your job treating you okay? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, gearing up to busy season, so uh, a lot more drunks that I have to dodge in and oh, out of the streets. Oh, that's right. We are almost halfway to Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Then we're a week, a week out from St. Patrick's Day. So, uh, yeah. Well, Sherry Begara! <laughs> <laughs> do, you, oh, do you get a lot of tours during St. Patty's Day? Well, we're closed on the day because um, mm. Savannah exposed about 2 million people. So uh, I'm just going to be setting booby traps in the front yard oh. with little airplanes of Jameson to keep them out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just picturing these bear traps, like a little, one of those little sample, like airline yeah, bottles of Jameson. Bottle Jameson yeah. you know. <laughs> Get off my lawn! Next time, have to fucking lawn. You tourist. <laughs> oh look, free Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> See, you could stream it and then you could monetize it. You make money off of that. You know? I guess. I mean, I'd have to <laughs> supply them with potatoes or something. <laughs> OnlyFans. Make you an yeah. OnlyFans. Make an OnlyFans. Yeah. There you Just go. Throw a big Idaho at their heads. You know, once I got <laughs> that was that's, all right. <clears throat> enough with the shenanigans. Enough with the tomfoolery. The reason we're here. The reason that y'all are here listening to this, I have no reason why anybody is listening to this, but the reason that we are here is that I am an unabashed, unashamed Asylum fan, as most of us are in this group. Even Paul, he's going to admit it one day, but regardless, the Asylum <laughs> has a new movie, a movie to end all movies, a movie of 2025, whatever. This It's called, 20, I, it took me forever to find the title. Because it's like, what's the title of this movie? And it's like, that's the name is 2025 Armageddon. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, if you look at this bad boy. All right. <clears throat> Let's set this. You know what? Who better to set this up than Mark? Oh. Mark, 
set this thing up because I didn't even know about this until you sent it in the messenger to know that it was here. So to you go the honor, sir, please tell us about this thing. Okay. Well, uh, we'll give everybody a little bit of backstory. This is my fault. Why everybody's here. <laughs> it's all right. I, and, and I appreciate everyone. I, thank you. I appreciate everyone, especially Paul. Not to pick on Paul, but just I know how Paul feels. You feel about the asylum pictures and the fact you're here. Really, it it means a lot. It's great that you agreed to it because, <laughs> yes, I ran across this picture called 2025 Armageddon. And I'm like, I hadn't heard of this. <laughs> and I read I read it and I'm like, 25 years of celebrating 25 years of asylum. And it's it's basically asylum's version of destroy all monsters and i watched the title and it's not only that it's meta as well so i watched the trailer to this and i'm like i i've got to see if the team is going to be up for this because <laughs> we have to we've done the mockbusters we did the kaiju summer was our last episode we thought we were kind of done and did to have all the previous kaiju, well, not all, but a good chunk of them yeah. in one movie. I'm like, this has to be talked about with this crew. And everybody was great sports, agreed to come on. Uh, and yeah, 2025 Armageddon. Uh, I could give the synopsis a bit. Uh, maybe. You want to do that or do you want to do a Mr. Voice? Uh, <laughs> you could, I, had been, I could try and do a Mr. Voice. 2025 Armageddon. Don't do the math. <laughs> Don't do the math because the movie starts in 2006. <laughs> I was going to get to that. <laughs> Let's not even. Wait. It's, it's so only 2023 19. people. Hold on. Well, it gets better. If it's. But let's. 2025, is that what we're supposed to? No, but that's the. No. Well, you're supposed to. It's supposed to be 2025. Okay. But you jump. You have two sisters who are about to watch snakes on a train. <laughs> Classic. They, they're two very intelligent girls who watched snakes on a train. On a train. <laughs> and yet so, somehow they still went to books, college. Book smarts, street smarts, not so much. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. They went to go ahead. No, I was gonna say. Give us a brief. All right, so this is like the okay. destroy all monsters thing. It's this basically is, that's basically what it is. I mean, in a nutshell. Let's see if I can. All right, oh, all right. IMDb. They usually have a good one. Let's see what this. <clears throat> a militant alien race launches an attack on Earth using gigantic creatures and geological disasters, all based on those found on the Asylum's movie channel signal, which reached their planet. <laughs> and that's it. That that actually kind of is it. <laughs> that's something. I mean, they're whoever they're getting to write these these uh synopsis here. I mean, this is like getting up there with the artwork style because that sounds really freaking cool. <laughs> and they didn't even have to use a comma in that sentence. <laughs> that was like one. <laughs> that was one full straight up sentence, subject and predicate. And I mean, I'm sucked in. And if you look at this box art. All right, for those of you watching and playing at home, pull up the box art on 2025 Armageddon. I mean, <laughs> I mean, dude, 
All right. We know Mark. I know Mark is done. He He's done. He's a Mark, and his name is Mark. I mean, he's doubly done. Paul? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you were to look at this box art, and let's pretend that you don't know who the asylum is. Okay, let's okay. pretend that we haven't dragged you to this for years now. Let's pretend I am just like, hey, Paul, want to watch a movie? And I show you this box art. What are your thoughts? Honestly, it it I would be lost because you've got you've got this gorilla fighting an octopus. You've got a shark floating in space. It looks like because you got this like little marble here, and you've got all these like super like Cthulhu esque creatures going on in there. And it's like if I knew nothing about Asylum, I would be like, huh? And that's about it. I would go, huh? And then I would I would actually pick it up and read to see what this movie was about, though. So I mean, the artwork does its job. I would I would admit to that. But does the artwork tell you what this movie is about? Absolutely not. Where's that okay. militant race of two aliens or three aliens? I don't see them on the box anywhere. I like where <laughs> you I like where race. you came from with that. The uh, it does it has a very with the title being 2025 Armageddon, you immediately start thinking warfare, end of mm-hmm. days, that kind of thing. And then you see this box art. And yeah, it's got a very, all those slimy, horrible, weird fiction, Lovecraft, Durleth kind of thing going on. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, me, I'm just a big 10 year old. I would pick it's like, I'm, yes, I'm going home to watch it. What's it about? I don't care. Look at the cover. Angelique. <laughs> What about if I were to show you this box art? And, all right, let's pretend like we're going to see a movie. But unlike last time, you know, you show up, we go and watch Godzilla King of Monsters, which is bad at that was one of the yeah. coolest theater experiences. Let's pretend I whip this bad boy out and show it to you. He's like, you know what? We ain't going to the theater. I'm going to go grab us a bratwurst and we're going to watch this bad boy. <laughs> if I showed you that box art, do I have another date or am I just. Going well, in, in my land, that is a proposal. Of <laughs> <laughs> so I would hand you my gallery and prepare the DVD. Later. She'd she'd be giving you the phone and call my dad to ask his yes. permission. Father, father, he has relented. He has brought upon us bratwurst in twenty twenty five Armageddon. it's the day (laughs) you know what (laughs) I love what in in light of the kung fluiness I love what it has done to your voice because it has really given you a delicious southern bell inflection (laughs) to your already wonderful accent that is incredible I do declare (laughs) (laughs) you got that ruggedness you got that whole up what uh delta burke thing going on yeah that's what i was thinking that's what i that's exactly what i was thinking that's some delta burke going on right there (laughs) all right so the box art is great the synopsis has us hooked now mark does it take place in 2025 if you don't do the math (laughs) let's let's also we we looked all beyond the thing it's distracting you now remember folks the MCU has been doing the multiverse angle. Asylum, always on the ball with mockbusters trying to take the advantage, says, welcome to the multiverse. I'm going to prepare you right now. 
There is no multiverse in this film. <laughs> None. No mention of it. No, but they put it on the box cover because everybody's thinking multiverse because of the MCU. So I just put that out there that if you're well, if no, you see, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Yeah. <laughs> The asylum has built its own multiverse. It just happens to be the same universe in every single movie. <laughs> That's exactly like the Stephen King universe, and everyone accepts that. So I suppose we can accept the asylum. Yeah, multiverse. we're in uh -oh. we're in Derry, Maine, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, Derry <Dairy> Air. <laughs> no, it doesn't. AKA but in Norfolk. Exactly. <laughs> but they have to set it up. I know. I. It didn't dawn on me till about halfway till till after I the, the film settled in for a little bit. Going why twenty twenty five? Because like I said, the film opens up with two thousand six. Right. Snakes on a train. They had that date correct. At least they got their own history correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, after we get the scene where these two sisters work together and and it's wonderful, they get this award and Michael Perry shows up because he's. Uh, uh, not yet. Uh, they got a young guy playing his dad, uh, him, so he doesn't show up yet. But anyway, they go to 25 years later, and then you do the math. You go, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. It, it was it was 2006, and we're 25 years later. <laughs> In all honesty. I completely missed that. <laughs> I made a note of it. Um, that was like the only note that I made yeah. last night when I was watching. But it isn't it? Isn't I tried it, to jab my eyeball yeah. with my pen. Isn't it because it's the 25th anniversary? And okay, the, and there you I go. Called it 25 but, Armageddon. Yeah, it's not but the 2025th anniversary. But no. That, but here's the thing: they're also playing on the fact that remember when Marvel Studios did their 10th anniversary thing? They hid the number 10 in their logo mm -hmm. so that's what they're doing here only they're being a lot more blatant about it which is what they do <laughs> this is what asylum does there's nothing subtle about asylum no, not at all so, it's not that's not even in their vocabulary i think they banned that word subtle what sparta kick subtlety <laughs> off the 15th floor and to expand it, expand it even further 25 a 25th anniversary there you go yeah, so it's 2025 Armageddon. It's the 25th anniversary, but the date in the movie is 2031. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not only that, Snakes on a Train isn't their first movie, so why they went with that film and jumped 25 <laughs> years later? I don't well, they know. had to make a senior citizen look stupid. I don't know. I why. Don't know. We, man, that was something. Because, all right, for... Any of us who have gotten, we we know the deal. Your grandparents are trying to relate. They don't know what to get you. And they're just going to get you a movie. I, I actually laughed at that opening at Grandma giving them a movie because that was just so funny. Grandma! <laughs> hey, what are you hanging behind your back? Aren't you the smart one? Grandma brought you girls a present. Snakes on a train? thought they were in a plane. <laughs> well, it's the funny snake movie you girls wanted to see when you came to visit. With that actor who um, is in everything. We love it, thank you. Aww. So welcome, my sweetheart. <laughs>
just trying oh, yeah. to make, just get him a movie. So they got the snakes on a train. And then she let, but then when the girl says, you know, because the other one was rated R, <laughs> so they gave him that one because it's not rated. I was like, dude, that was my whole gimmick when I was a kid. You could always go yeah. because a lot of those movies were in R. And if it was not rated, I could take it home. I could rent it. <laughs> That's right. I got to watch all kinds of shit when I was a kid. Like the Robot Holocaust. I mean, I have been damaging my brain for decades and didn't even realize this. It was a moment of self-inflection and realization for me last night. But yeah, see, Grandma was like, and I was just like talking to the screen, telling the girl, like, y'all are so lucky that yeah. they didn't go and get you like the retro station or something yeah. like that or the game dude. Or some mm-hmm. little off mark, off brand, you know, video game system <laughs> or stuff. That's like I'm sure he'll enjoy this game, you know. And they get you one of those rip off Chinese things from the flea market. I mean, at least they got a pretty decent movie. Snakes on the train. That actually wasn't a bad movie. No, I mean, we 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 covered it on. Pardon my plug, and my shill is showing, but we covered it on the spoiler room, and we visited. <laughs> and shill uh, is showing. Um, uh, but uh, we covered it there and revisiting it. It's like there's parts of Snakes on a Trade that actually aren't bad. Uh, you don't get what it actually, you know, there, there's a lot of interesting parts to it. Uh, there's also a lot of cringy parts, but I just found it interesting that they picked that one. That movie. <laughs> that movie to start with because I'm just like, why that one? I mean, by 2006, <laughs> they had a bit of a library built. I mean, yeah. I would have started with like Mega Piranha or Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. I'm wondering, yeah, it just why pick that one? Because since they're going with that whole kaiju sci fi channel monster thing, they would yeah. that movie. But I don't know. And what that had to do with the science project is <laughs> <it's> a throwaway <laughs> scene. Like we're gonna give her a movie. Thanks, Grandma. Very next scene, science project. So, how does your experiment work? Okay, so see how the penny monster. But then, but when we turn the hanger into a conductor by magnetizing it, ah, you built a ferromagnetic apparatus. The, the, whole, right. the whole the whole point of the science project scene in this opening was to establish these two people are sisters that used to work together and they developed electromagnet with a On hanger. A third grade science project. <laughs> Whose science fair looked like that? Did y'all also first of all, did your science project look like that? Mine looked like shit. Mine was it was because I would always do it at the last minute because they were stupid. And so I'd have a cardboard box, I'd wrap it in aluminum foil. And, Go to the dollar store and staple a goddamn magnet to it. It'd be like, it did my science project on magnets. And then, like, one year I did a science project on plastic bags. And I just, <laughs> just had a cardboard and I wrapped it in aluminum foil and stapled Ziploc bags to it. It's like, if you stiff them together, the friction holds the two pieces together. And it's because it's part of it. Like that. A science project kiss my ass. I won for like die. three years in a row. <laughs> Do what? I won Invent America three years in a row. Wow. <laughs> How about that? See, I'm glad you had such a positive experience. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, what about you? What, what was your biggest science project when you were a kid? I did uh, two different science projects, which did fairly well. The first one was uh, I did an assortment of paper airplanes, and I did various tests to see which, which paper airplane design gave you the farthest 
and which ones gave you the like best flips and stuff like that. And I nice. did a whole, a whole bunch of like that. And then the next one that I did, uh, which is my, my, my best one ever was I did a, the same treatment with a bunch of different apples. And so, and it, the reason why I like this science project was because I decorated the entire display with various different colors of apples. So each one had, it forced everybody to go through and read all these little facts and stuff like that. It was just fun. It was absolutely <laughs> hilariously fun to watch people just kind of like going through the whole thing. It's like, yeah, I'm proud. I, I made you read. Yeah. The best, my best one, y'all have seen those commercials for the cabinets for handicapped people where the cabinet mm -hmm. itself, the inside goes down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I invented that in the fourth grade. Oh, wow. You should have, should have patented that. Yeah. You, tried. You, tried. <laughs> you could be calling us from your yacht then. Uh, Y'all would be on the yacht. Okay. We'd be on the yacht. Yeah. <laughs> thank feel, you. I feel Read the small I, print and those, those science things. Those they'll tell you that they own, they own the rights mm -hmm. to anything that. Yeah. 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 What what was what was so unrealistic about this whole science project scene? Not one, not one freaking baking soda volcano ever. Where the fuck was the baking soda volcano? Everybody at every science fair had the one dad who did the paper mache volcano, and yeah. so they could do the yep. lava. It wasn't in sight on this. I'm like, that's unrealistic, right? That's there. because the airplane took it out. <laughs> it wiped it completely out of the science project where, where were all the people because there was only like three people in <laughs> that's why they won it was a small school there yeah. was only like three projects the other clearly guy. it was and yeah she walked around it's like what do you make it they show us like when you sit the next you be like that you had this she's like oh you made a eulodium pure 36 explosive space modulator <laughs> and they're like exactly and they all share a, a look at each other and I'm like what the hell is this? <laughs> like, dude, I'm so, okay, so we made a great ergonomical Faraday machine tabulator. <laughs> Far out. What is? And then they like they hug and eat that like that. And then we go 25 years later, which was the very moment I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so we're not in 2025 anymore. It reminded me of the scene in Spaceballs, you know, and here's Prince Valiant wedded to Princess Vespa. And you, right past the altar, heading down the ramp and out the door. And that was kind of what we did with 2025 because this movie kicked so much ass, the year couldn't even contain it. We had to go six years <laughs> in the future to 2031. Paul, what happened after the science fair? Where are we at? Uh, the NORAD or whatever. Yeah, the, 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 space, pro the space station. It's going to get hit by a by an object that none of our early detection systems could find. It was great. <laughs> it caught it caught all the other ones. Yeah, I didn't catch this one. Yeah. Well, well, let's not forget the dialogue. They threw every anagram known to man. <laughs> In the first two minutes of dialogue. Station, we did not copy your last NEO on approach. I have OpNav camera system on three second delay. It was too early to move Ramsey off the TOPO console to FDO. There's no change in the OpNav POV. They aren't moving. Capcom, why can't they hear us? We have incoming. Critical system failure. My God. We've lost ISS. 
I'm like, would they open up a like a military book and a science book and go, oh, POV, UNC, ABC. I mean, dude, you're right. This was this was worse than like your mid '90s Tom Clancy political thrillers that were coming out, you know, where you got TACCON 4896 Delta, and they come out and they're sitting there spouting out all the alphabet soup through all of it, and you know, you might get a five minutes of Steven Seagal before he dies, some shit like that. That's what they're spitting out in this whole thing. Because yeah, I didn't, I wasn't following. I mean, kind of was, but it was just one of those. Oh, okay, cool. It reminded me of the scene. With a Die Hard 2, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Willis, he's running up. He has to get the fingerprints on the corpse. They got an SOP for the DOA, for the FAA, for the FBI, <laughs> for the DOJ. Yeah, can't hold that much help for this fella. <laughs> Merry Christmas. That's kind of what it reminded me. We got a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I got an LMNOP. Yeah. So the meteor, cra- the meteor hit. Oh, go ahead. What? Go ahead, what Mark. meteor, Paul? Do you remember seeing a meteor? All I saw <laughs> no, was a. No, it was it was completely off camera. The whole thing was. <laughs> Which they they maxed out their budget. Sadly, Asylum keeps a million dollar cap. You for every you get the thing. drone that they mentioned coming yeah. past the ISS, but I don't remember seeing the meteor they were that, talking about. No. Yeah, it's, I kind of. I'm glad y'all said that because I kind of I did feel like I missed something. But I wasn't gonna rewind it. <laughs> I was gonna keep on rolling. I could feel the the camera was on me, like the camera of my life. So it's like, ah, we're not stopping this. We're gonna keep on moving. It's fine. I, I'm sure I'll catch up. <laughs> so yeah, something something hits Crashlands, but there were two that we'll find out because of course there was there was two. Let's get to the real deal. What's the first monster that <laughs> the piranha thing? <laughs> the giant piranha thing. The terrible CGI piranha just this coming the side of this ship. All right. Colossus. The USS Colossus. We're gonna get to them. Let me take what we're talking here. I'll slide it over for a second as an aside. <laughs> this movie was almost like play you it was a budgetary jrpg because <laughs> when this movie first started out i mean we're like level one we're a level dumbass we're just getting the shit kicked out of us by every you know goobas running around stomping on us and we get to the, <laughs> the piranha and my god i mean my god alien terminator Look, man, what was you don't want to laugh when the and I'm not, I'm not laughing at the effects, I'm not laughing at the the googly eyed monster. It was like, Sam, the kid right out of freaking. First, you know, drafting 101 or whatever graphic design. Here, make this thing huge and scary. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait a minute. It, it looks like if you ever, I'm trying to see, let's see if I can, if it'll what? actually come up. All right, let's see. If you, there is a fish. All right, it kind of looks like that, but you'd have to scroll down a little bit. It, a lot of the concept art and stuff for Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> there's a fish. <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. Or if you look at some of the um, 
and promo artwork for Rockman, Mega Man in America. It, there's these fish the way that they draw them, and the fish comes out, but it's got ass eyes, and it's like <laughs> it, it's fine. But that's that was the fish in this. All right, so yeah, this movie we get it. We're in 2031. Who cares at this point? That's right, we got it. Science fair, hoorah! And then we got giant fish with an underbite. <laughs> want some piranha make a piranha a, I'm sure if that's what you say it is they could, they could have saved money by not having three different scopes that they had to look at though like they, they first first screen that you saw they saw it on it was this big red circle thing on the wall and then they were looking at this weird thing with a dot and another dot going toward it and then they had one that looked like a screensaver from 1995 I loved I loved the LG TV that was one of their official <laughs> military monitors <laughs> sitting on the control board. I'm curious if they have to pay if they like actually get sponsors. If <laughs> actually sponsored that. Well I'm just well, curious if they really don't Oh go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say I really don't see anybody sponsoring anything coming out of this <laughs> no, they get their they get their money from us from the sci-fi channel the sci-fi channel has like the stipend and it goes yep. over to oliver twist and go can i have another and they're like <laughs> and they're like okay here you go quick. you can have a, a million dollars that's all you get that's right. it for this film there's no going over budget you've got to film it in 12 days that's what you get. <laughs> the crazy thing, though, is that to me, they get better. Like as the mm. film progresses, mm -hmm. the effects get get better. So it's almost like they're like I said, it's like an RPG. Well, that the oh, you you muted yourself. <laughs> you muted yourself. <laughs> so what? Well, what gets what got me? What I think they did. Why we have uh uh. Piranha is uh, why it looks like that is I think that's the original special effects element from the original Mega Piranha because that was the first Blu-ray of Asylum I bought uh, for five bucks from Family Video. Um, I, I bought Mega Piranha and it looked a lot like it looked a lot like um, uh, that. It almost looks like the box art, like they were deliberately trying to make it look like the piranha on the box art. Um, they, could, they could explain it that that's what the aliens saw and knew, and that's what they're recreating. Well, so, yeah. but they but they established later that the aliens logged in. There he is. Piranha, dildo, come on! I'm betting. Sorry. <laughs> well, they established later that the aliens watched massive hours of the Asylum movie <laughs> channel, which, which I thought, which I thought was like, oh, is, are they pulling some Charles Band shit to where they're pushing <laughs> some Asylum movie channel they plan on releasing? I, believe it. I was going to ask is that, is that channel because they plugged that channel at least twice in that movie, maybe more. Now, are they talking about the Roku channel? Is there any way to determine who watches these? That might give us a clue in who's behind all this. <laughs> That's like my favorite channel. Like when I found that so that list they printed out is yours, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, we're getting mass reports of repeat viewings from South Carolina. Dear God. <laughs> 
was, I am the living embodiment, just like the Warl curse from Ernest Scared Stupid. You know, it's just like they was cursed that he would get dumber and dumber. I mean, that yeah, that's me. Wait, yeah. there isn't what a, are we going to do about this? There is an Asylum movie channel. I never even looked for it. Yeah, dude, it's on Roku. It's either Roku or Pluto. They've got one on TV. It's got to be Pluto TV, yeah. And that one, which the commercials are horrible. So if anybody from Pluto was listening to this, F you. But, uh, well, Pluto, Pluto, you know, is out of all the streaming channels, Pluto is the one that I swear they're just rolling the dice on when they put the commercial in. Some try to do it like a break between scenes or something, but not Pluto. Pluto says Fuck that you've got a conversation between two people. It can halfway through that conversation. We're going to cut that shit and sponsor the software, you know, the, the soft, the, the fabric softener. And and some kind of you know whatever ed medication and then you go back to that <laughs> that conversation that was in mid-sentence before the commercial and cut. jumps right back in oh god and god forbid if you're watching el ray because like watching lucha <laughs> if i'm watching lucha underground and all of a sudden that dumbass song comes on that butt rock metal bumper song that starts out kind of horrible and then it turns into actually decent but you hear it Every five minutes it comes up. Anyway, but this isn't and, about Pluto. No, but anyway, but the, the reason Mega Piranha looked like that is I swear they used the original effects elements for it. And I found it surprising they dug out Mega Piranha. Mega Piranha has one of the best. Dang, you may, you've got a point. Yeah. Mega Piranha is, has one of the best worst scenes I've seen <laughs> out of any asylum film. They were trying to, the scene set up another aside here. Uh, they're supposed to be outside an airport <laughs> in Rio, and there's literally a sign that's a piece of cardboard with black <laughs> marker that says Rio Airport. <laughs> Doing the old Charles Band puppet man thing with police station it, just wrote it on the board. <laughs> so it's no surprise that Mega Parada looks as cheap as he does. Dang, he, I didn't think about that. So Mm -hmm. that's why they did what so they actually took the actual elements that might have actually been a stylistic choice mm -hmm. for them to that's, do that that's what i'm almost thinking is that they took the original special effects elements because those are only 13 years old and they God, just, might as well be ancient. <laughs> you know they found it at some hard drive and they're like hey 25th anniversary it'll be a great gimmick to use the original element and we'll put it against a, a, a battleship which just happens to be piloted by one of the two sisters who are now older, 25 years later, right. um, embodying every uh, military captain we've ever seen in any other asylum film <laughs> ever. <laughs> What's right. the matter, Paul? <laughs> yeah. Yes. What? What is it, Paul? No, no, not at all. Not at all. No, that's just, <laughs> they, they, they know their formula. They know their audience and damn, they're good at it. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, that was that's the thing. This was so by the numbers. Yes. Like you could interchange any of those sequences, take any of those Megasaurus movies, and you, I mean, hell, you could even take the Transmorphers, or you could take the Terminator. You could just swap those interchangeably, and they would all work. I mean, you could even take the if, like if what's his um, Eric Roberts is yeah. talking, you pop yeah. him out, and <laughs> pop the other piece in. 
And That's went, one face I was surprised we didn't see. Yeah, where's my Eric Roberts, man? Oh my God, returning to it. How about the Terminator himself? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he showed up. Yeah, that's right. I was you waiting know, on the heel turn. I'm sorry, Paul. I keep stepping on you. No, no. You I'm just saying, story-wise, this all makes sense because if if an alien race were to get our transmissions, they would think that we were this. This is this was our <laughs> this was our weaponry, and they were going to use it against us and and give us a like this this honestly if i was an alien and, and watched these movies i'd probably attack the planet too i've been playing warhammer lately it's just funny here that's you know if i saw it's, what they were watching stuff but the first thing popped in my mind was exterminatus <laughs> but here's the thing here's the here's the plot twist no we don't want to kill them because they we need them in order to to, to like to procreate procreate our own race like, when that popped up and by the way ladies and gentlemen you have to have sat through the 73 <laughs> minutes of the movie to get to that point that they just want to procreate i was like well hell they could have just asked what? <laughs> I mean, I, I heard, I'm what well, I'm hearing James Gregory's voice in my head coming out of my mouth. I was like, well, hell, they could have just asked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole point—they don't want to destroy the planet; they want to just procreate. They I do mean, that by changing our genetics. You look yeah. kind of hot. Keep the mask on. It's okay. I mean, <laughs> the, the makeup was pretty good. Here, here's what's funny with this whole thing because, uh, yeah, folks, we're. <laughs> It's, We're it's, off the rails, but that's fine. Y'all are laughing. The movie is. If you have it, you turn it off. The movie <laughs> is too. You know, one thing I got to admit is that uh, you're right, Paul. They know their formula. Mm. Not only that, with it being their 25th anniversary, they they don't put on the brakes. This film just keeps going. It we goes go so fast. There was no point. I didn't understand <laughs> we, the point. <laughs> we go to the FCC guys who talk <laughs> about the list, and they figure out where the they, they don't know who the aliens are. They're just like. Maybe the reason for the uh, trend started in the first quarter with 61 titles on the top 100 list. What? By what metric? Two minutes viewed, two minutes viewed? Yeah. All the Asylum movies saw the biggest increase in millions of minutes viewed, more than any other film or TV content in the whole six-month period. No, this has got to be like a, like, a, like a marketing gimmick, right? Like a, like a publicity stunt. I mean, you know what kind of films they make. Um, they, they made a sequel to Titanic. No, they made two sequels to Titanic. It's a it's a publicity stunt. I, I wouldn't put it past them. Oh, I thought the same thing. But that would explain a spike in one or two films. Mm. This is different. If they're profiting off of this, then it's some get-rich-quick scam. But they are no strangers to uh, lawsuits. Goddamn, someone's watching 6,000 minutes an hour uh, a day of what? asylum movies. What the hell? Right. <laughs> that was the big one. <laughs> and they even poke fun at themselves, saying, well, they're no they're no strangers to lawsuits. <laughs> I did like I did like those little uh the little gotchas that they would have. I do mm-hmm. I didn't mind the self-deprecating humor. Mm-hmm. A lot of that was fun. Some of that was like oh, <laughs> Like when he talks about, you know, watching all the asylum films and stuff, I was like, oh, we're going meta. I get this kind of humor that I see what's happening. Yeah, I get it. Ah, jokes on me and stuff. But some of the other stuff, like whenever they would say, you know, some movies weren't as bad, but then they would talk about like Sharknado. And I think the next one was like, yeah, dude, that movie was money. <laughs> and it was, it, it made bank. And I was like, yeah, you're darn right. Yeah, go ahead. You know, y'all, they need to, they need to applaud themselves for that as well as, 
being self-deprecating. Go ahead and applaud for that one too, because they they did that. Or then like the callback, because at some point when shit's happening in the movie, because to tell y'all, ladies and gentlemen, who are still listening with us, there really was. I couldn't really find a plot to this movie. It was like the sci-fi movie, but they just kept throwing big monsters at you with no reason because they well, don't the, tell you. Yeah, yeah the, cre- the uh, it's such a basic plot. Aliens are, re- are creating uh, through genetics, which we find later as well. There's through genetics. And, wait, I, we got we to gotta talk about the genetic theory. Because the two scientist sisters who have been rivals for so long, they get together, they start bumping heads together. We get the FCC, everybody, we get the whole, all these different threads, all these people come together. Anyway, they start talking about the genetics of these monsters. <laughs> and they get to, well, there's a flaw in these super monsters because they're creating no. them. They're creating <laughs> them. So we get, we, I, I wrote it down. We got giant piranha. The next two creatures we got were Crocosaurus and Megashark. Yeah, I, know, I, lo- I loved it when Megashark came out. <laughs> Megashark came out, man. And then Robot from Trans- Transmorphers. I actually cheered when I saw that. <laughs> yeah. It was like I was eight-year-old Daniel. So I was like, <gasps> because I was, I was like, oh, my God, are they bringing those? Oh, my God. I was just, anyway, keep going. And, and then they brought in Megaboa. And then they have, at one point, Megashark. Or no, Megalodon. Because Megalodon shows up after Megashark. And he takes on the multi-headed sharks, which yeah. they they launched. They 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 allured the three-headed, four-headed, five-headed, and six-headed sharks to come after the megalodon in the epic. This epic third act is just amazingly insane. But the, all the plot is you 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 strip away everything. All the all of this aliens came to Earth to procreate. That's it. That's all it is. They came and one person wants one of the aliens has a history of destroying planets rather than following orders. That that's it. That, that that's it. all it is. The rest of this with the sisters and their dad, who through some weird chain becomes the president yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> Washington DC's on hold. They didn't say that the president died, they just said DC's on hold. On hold. Yeah. Paul, Paul, help me with this. No, so I was going through that too because the moment I saw that, I was like, "Wait," because <laughs> he's supposed to be like the head of NASA, which yeah. is which. If you look down the entire chain, there's like seven, it's like sixteen or seventeen people that can be the president, <laughs> including and the janitor. Yeah, probably the janitor, but not the head of NASA. Not I was the like, head of NASA. What? <laughs> they even have alternates they have like alternates for different mm-hmm. secretaries just in case yeah. but like yeah. what <laughs> well not only that but they do this they do the ceremony in oh, quotes yes. there's four of them on a plane they escape dc uh, well we need a president so it's time to take the oath of office they can witness wait do that here Without the Chief Justice? Yeah. I think Jay did it on uh, Air Force One when JFK was assassinated. The Constitution, Article 2, does not stipulate who administers it. Uh, Michael Perry, God bless him. He's doing his best. He's like, he's just like, uh, they're paying me. I might as well just give it my all. (laughs) 
he tries to drop some constitutional knowledge on the audience. And <laughs> it's like, well, because someone said, well, isn't there supposed to be a justice of the peace? He's like, Constitution, Article 2, Section 5, Paragraph B4. So it doesn't say there has to be. <laughs> and his two daughters, because there's no conflict of interest there, are the witnesses. <laughs> no, just, just the one. Oh, just the one. That's right. Just the one. Because we haven't met the second one yet. That's right. Yep, you're right. Because the the other, uh, the robot. That's right. Marine One down. Yeah. Can can we also? I'm sorry. That was not Marine One. (laughs) (laughs) For two reasons. One, he wasn't president yet. Two, it doesn't even look like it. But (laughs) that was just that was just a Huey. Yeah. <laughs> just you. Uh, well, that's what I was like. That was another one. I was wait, wait. Uh, did I miss a scene? There's another <laughs> right. Marine, and, you yeah, know, the, it, it was just one. Of the, I was like that. It, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I mean, in the in the grand scheme of things, that was but a small <laughs> detail. Just <laughs> <hope>. <laughs> I had to keep bringing that up in the grand scheme of the movie. That was just a small detail, just, folks. Seriously, any any lack of you know, reality, just let it go. Just, just yeah, let, let I, this movie I, happen to you, okay? I can't. I can't. <laughs> just Paul. Can't. I know, Paul. But just, <laughs> otherwise, it will not be over quickly and you will not enjoy and, it. And that's the thing because when Paul is, I imagine him, whenever he saw it with like the detail, he was like, wait. I know Paul, he was expecting the TV to stop and like the anger to stop and look because he was so ready to just wait. That is not how, but then it was like, oh God, I'm watching this movie for them. <laughs> then the dawn, dawning realization just oozes over him in the pit of his stomach. And, and yeah, the monsters show up. They, we eventually get Sharknado. There, it's we. They do actually, you know, invoke Sharknado. Not all the monsters on the poster, by the way, folks, nope. show up in the film. Nope. You will be disappointed. There's no, there's no gorilla. There's no. Which, but, you know, I mean, we grew up. Look at this point. It's like I grew up with. I'm not saying it's right. No, but I'm just I'm like the abusive well, yeah. spouse. I grew up with that. I'm used to it. You box art. Yeah. It's never going to be. But I mean, whenever we do the box art tally and stuff, you'll have to remember <laughs> these for for that for the uh yeah. the scorecard there. Oh yes. We, we uh, do not get all of that on there. Yo, know, didn't mean to jump ahead there. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So the he's he's the president, he's in there. Then they pull out zombies. Oh we, god, we, I loved it. We yeah. get zombies. We I, I love it because the if you, but it makes sense because they refer to Z Nation just yep. before they go to the uh, place where they film season two. He even references that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they film season two of Z Nation here, and I was like, "Holy crap!" That is, and then I'm watching. I was like, "Oh, Z Nation! I need to watch that again. I love that show." And then they bring the zombies out, and I was like, "My God, they are going for it." They, <laughs> they, there's everything but the kitchen sink because we never see a kitchen sink in this film. But everything else from Asylum is pretty much in here. And by the way, side note: Z Nation better than uh, Walking Dead. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> wow, bold take, but I'll roll with it's it. The tr- it's the truth. It's the I. I was I far agree. more entertained. Actually, let me say. Actually, I, I agree because I watched all of Z Nation and I tapped out after like season six, whatever. Walk. I haven't seen it since. So uh, I, yeah, I, I have. To agree. I have no notion to vi- revisit Walking Dead. I probably Same. will for the last three seasons, but 
Z Nation is what I wanted from my zombie film. I didn't want what you got in Walking Dead, which was a rinse, wash, repeat. One thing you could say for sure with Z Nation, it was not a rinse, wash, repeat sort of show. You, you went all over the place. And by the time it got to the fifth season, it was actually wildly out there and and fantastic this the fourth season finale and so when they reference z nation i'm like are they gonna have zombies and sure shit not five minutes later we got zombies we got zombies everywhere in this film and i'm just i appreciated like, that with with this movie not the if you're i'm sorry to step on you mark sorry. no no i appreciated that with this film because now that you mentioned like with the mega piranha coming out and it was the same effects Mm-hmm. And they they mentioned the Z Nation zombies. It's almost like they were doing it chronologically too. Uh, but yeah, they 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 set each they they set each one of them up pretty much. It, it was not quite chronological order at first. I thought it was, but I was looking at some dates. But uh, it it was close. Uh, but I think it was maybe an order of popularity because just yeah, I think they got I think that list was actually from Tubi. They must have actually got the list from Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't make that up. They didn't make it up. They called Tubi. Go, hey, do you so, have a list of the popular shows for the asylum? They're like, oh yeah, we could get that to you. And they so what you're saying is is we inadvertently contributed to the 2025. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, speaking speaking of for myself, you know, I watched all the ones that that we had to talk about at least twice. Yeah, (laughs) and I've Um, already watched them before. Right, I had to watch rewatch them again for the show. Oh God! (laughs) Oh my God! (laughs) (laughs) So I swear, I was like, Einhorn is a man. (laughs) (laughs) the killer's inside the house house. i will say this the drone looked cool i was just gonna say that you got the drone looked fantastic i'm like where'd they get that when when that popped up in the show i was like damn they paid a lot of money for that effect like because they had those effects houses you could get it like Man, they, they paid some money. That looks good. I wonder but, what student they got to do that. But that again makes sense with this whole how the story works. That is an original asset. That is not something mm-hmm. that the aliens copied from the B-rated movie stuff. And right. Wow. So, again, very true. And then like the the giant robot, like that asset that you were talking, like that one looked cool because, like I said, when it came out, I was like, "Oh yeah, here we go." <laughs> I was ready for it, and I was just. I was a little heart, a little touched, a little bit. Aww. I was hoping I was going to see Zaddy on there, but uh, <laughs> I remembered his character died. But uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I was going. They could have brought him back. They they could have brought him back. But yeah, I I honestly think we're all onto something here that they used original elements because Crocosaurus looked like uh, Crocosaurus from the movie. The the element, uh, you know, Mega Shark looked just like Mega Shark. It was mm-hmm. like. They they dug up their special. They someone pulled out the hard drive with all their special effects, and they hooked it up to the USB three slot, and they just <laughs> downloaded them, <laughs> and they they just tossed them into the the, the film. Yeah, um, you know, and as much as we're we're joking and, and uh, hopping on it, I'm going to say the director of this, Michael Sue, he's done a few other movies recently. He's been directed a lot he did night of the tommy knockers he did in bermuda island which i recently reviewed both are actually solidly de- 
for what the script is, as far as the direction of this movie goes, is far better than I expected as far as how the crazy materials directed. I mean, this <laughs> film, it moves forward, though. I mean, we, we do move forward. <laughs> that it does. It doesn't even in look plot bad. And He's making the most out of this script. And it, it is probably one of the better directed asylum films. I'm going to say, you know, which I know is not a high bar, but, <laughs> but this film, this film, the way it plays out, because yeah, we get, there's some scenes missing because as we get to the epic climactic thing where they discover there's a genetic flaw because of the resolution, <laughs> because of the resolution, Paul, help me out. The resolution of the stream. stream yeah. The stream thing, which, <laughs> Ironic, ironic though, because I I rented this movie because I I didn't I couldn't find it anywhere at the time and I was in a hurry, so I rented it. But I wasn't going to buy it in high definition, and I was I justified it by saying I could take standard definition because this is an asylum film and I don't really need to. And, and so I, I watched it at very very low quality, and then I saw the preview in high definition, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> to watch it so i was thinking the aliens did the same thing as i did they're cheapskates and they went with standard definition (laughs) and luckily luckily for us they did because we would have gotten our butts kicked if they would have went with the high resolution screen (laughs) the whole logic angelique that whole logic in that room where they come with this resolution oh my god if if you could have seen my face yeah, all right. Yeah, give us that, Angelique. Fast forward the resolution. Right, bring it down um, for us. So, all right. So they bring out the whole, you know, here are the movies that are being streamed, you know, at umpteen bajillion percent higher than normal. <laughs> and then, um, so then they talk about the weird blood and why things are decomposing. And then Nerd Boy says... The Debop app sends a signal to determine what kind of device you're watching the movie on, right? So for instance, let's say, I don't know, you're watching something in 4K or standard def, right? The signal will stream your movie in the proper resolution. <laughs> the woman is like, but if these are aliens, then they'd have like like 16K technology by now. <laughs> and then my, my head kind of started tilting to the side like a dog looking at cheese. <laughs> and, and I was like, where are we going? Where are we going with this? Because I'm I'm along for the ride, but I want to check the GPS. So, so, Just to see. So yeah. So then they're like, but the Debop app cannot broadcast in 16K, and most importantly, it won't recognize this new alien technology. And my head went to the other side, and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, that's not a that's not a thing yet. I get it. I get it. Okay. And then Nerdy Boy says, So that means if the signal doesn't recognize the device, it automatically defaults to load on the poorest connection quality. We're talking about. And I'm like, No, no, no. It's going to, it's going to go to the highest definition of the device that you have available, at least in my understanding of how this works. Gentlemen, please correct me if my vagina is leading me in the wrong direction. <laughs> no, you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, Unless you don't pay for it. 
Yes. <laughs> right. So, so then they're like, aha, that's why the monsters are decomposing. <laughs> and I slammed on the brakes right there. I was like, wait a minute. You wait just a GD minute. No, that, no. It's, a robot is not biological material. A robot doesn't decompose. No, but it was made of the synthetic material, yes, which was, was also decomposing. Which they explain, which I'm like, that, that is yeah. fucking stupid. <laughs> well, what's even stupider is that they put it together using magnets, even though it's a biological thing. I know, I know. That's the le- the next place that my brain went. They're like, oh, we can. And number and number three, their little machine. The science woman called it a ferro machine. There was no ferromagnetic fluid involved in that construction. <laughs> they had the metal strips, though. Didn't you see them pulling out the aluminum foil? That's strip? not ferro fluid. No, that is that they had the metal strips and they had one huge coat hanger. You didn't see off screen, but the guy was carrying around that old car battery. I did appreciate oh, the, Dennis, him. The, the 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 Randy Quaid character. Yeah, is that the, the Randy, guy we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. The, the crazy guy. They had to pull in a crazy guy like an Independence Day. Who was in the? He was. Don't worry. He was, he in, was in the movie. Which one? Yeah. Was the end? He was in all the Asylum pictures. I looked up that. That yeah. guy was like in. He the reason they picked him, he was in a like a large actually like most of these folks, but especially him. He's playing himself as being the actor. So let's let's put this down, folks. So you got all these monsters, and before they come up with the idea of the resolution flaw, uh the FCC folks need some help to defeat the monsters. So they go to the actor who was in a lot of asylum pictures <laughs> to ask them, how do you defeat these real versions of the movie monster? I mean, you build I a mean, mecha shark. That's what you do. It's everything. I love mecha shark. I love mecha shark. Yes. It's everything that as a kid, that's what you hoped would happen one day is that aliens yeah. would come and invade the earth and they're all enemies from a Nintendo. And so the government has to come to my house because the world needs my help to battle these Nintendo enemies. Daniel, we need you. That's what they want. That's that's what this movie was going for. Unfortunately, it was this movie. And and that's kind of what we're working with. I mean, I get it, but... You are the last starfighter. Thank you so much. That's what this is what you're hoping it was going to be. And it ends up being the last star farter. <laughs> More than you realize, Dan. Oh, I wish it was. I wish it was the last star farter. I do appreciate <laughs> I do appreciate the actors like as a missive in this movie telling us what would happen off screen. There were yes. at least three sequences where they would do stuff, but the camera would pan. This is the camera while we're watching. I'm watching it as you watch it. We're watching it and we're seeing the effects. And then all of a sudden the camera turns back to look at me (laughs) and the camera's watching me like, and I, so as an actor, like, Oh wow. There's the drone. Yeah. You can see it going down. (laughs) Yes. In the building. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it it took out the building. Wow. How about that? And I'm like, turn the the camera. Let me watch the movie. We would like to see the action. I paid $4. (laughs) Well, that was was the other thing is they mentioned the drone down and they were going to get this extraction team. And I'm like, what what drone? When did it go down? What are you you talking? It was like with the asteroid. And I'm like, 
that was like, a cool scene. The it was a forced perspective shot. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the drone. That was a really. I was like, <laughs> and I know that because I was dumb enough to buy that uh, cinema magic box set from Charlie yeah. Band, the Full Moon. Mm-hmm. How to make movies? You're gonna make Full Moon movies. That big DVD box set that didn't do that. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> it, it did say it wasn't that fun. No, but it did show you like he talks about forced perspective, and so I did yeah. learn something because what I saw I was like <laughs> Charles Band told me that. And so what I thought it was cool. It's like yeah, the drone's yeah. gone. So anyway, we go to, to the next scene, and the camera once again turns away and starts pointing at the t- and you're the camera. He's describing it. Well, it's <laughs> gone. Ah, darn, we missed it. Yeah. And, some, and it's okay, okay. And but it goes back to where we just were, and the force perspective is still there. The drone yeah. was still there. The drone I was still it was there. supposed to be gone. Oh, my other favorite line. Whenever now this dude, what's his name? Paul Logan. Yeah. He's a very yeah. fit, very mean-looking individual. He was the Terminator in the Terminators. He was like yeah. the Terminator machine or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's been in several. Asylum flicks, mm-hmm. and he's always oh, super jacked. He's like Zavi. They had him in those good khakis too. That's right. <laughs> I mean, he's just he he's a fit specimen. So he's in there. He's got his recon team of two other guys who look like they were janitor. <laughs> one was a janitor, and one was an office administrator. And so they're going through. He's got his UMP and whatever the chick's name is. Like, where'd she go? Well, she ain't here anymore. Damn. Okay, and then he just then he <laughs> we don't stop and look for her. He, he just keeps on going with the mission. <laughs> I like I audibly laughed at that. It wasn't even a forceful <laughs> exhale from my nostrils. It was one of those. <laughs> and then yeah, let's move on. We got a movie to finish, people, because I'm looking at the time, and it's an 82 minute runtime, and that was at like minute 72, and we haven't yeah. resolved much. No, no, and and there's there's got to be at least ten minutes of this movie on the cutting room floor somewhere, <laughs> <clears throat> or or ten As minutes you. of the ten minutes of the script that they didn't shoot. Because <laughs> let me let me let me put it for you. I was actually all in on this film until like the last eight minutes of this movie. <laughs> I was, no, Paul Paul will relate to me being a Packer fan. It's going to be a long journey, but trust me, the destination, it'll it'll make sense. Back with the Packers, after they won the first Super Bowl, they were on their way to going to do it again. The Seattle Seahawks had been their, like, stopping point, their Achilles heel. It's a championship match. They win this one. They go to the Super Bowl. For 55 minutes of that game, they dominated Seattle, okay? They held them. Like no one expected them to. It was a close game, but they held them. They were winning. All they had to do was have a guy catch a return kick. That was an onside kick. They they did an onside kick. That's all the guy had to do. And he whiffed it. And the next three minutes, Marshawn Lynch ran all over them. And boom, it's like, what the fuck happened? We had it. We had what happened? That was this movie. This movie had me. I was like, yes, yes. And then suddenly we get to like the last eight minutes, and suddenly there's this amalgamation of all the asylum monsters into one gigantic kaiju. And the robot suddenly shows up. 
and the commander's fighting her. I'm like, where'd the mutant kaiju come from? And then out of nowhere, they start a Sharknado. And then all the people that are in the shelter with the president, in quotes, by the way, are getting turned into aliens. And the president gets turned to aliens, but they're locking themselves in the in the bunker till they don't they come out. And I kid you not, we go from the scene to where they're coming out of the bunker to them defeating the aliens and the sisters get together and they're like, oh, dad got turned into an alien, but he stopped the others from getting out. I'm like, no, no, he didn't. Where were you two minutes ago? You were literally standing there when all the zombies were coming out of the building, and and suddenly, well, Dad stopped him. When? You're right. <laughs> what movie were y'all watching? Because I paid four dollars for this one, and that wasn't happening. I'm taking out the cutting room floor going, where was this? Where? I, I missed it. And you got space portals and everything. Like, Well, yeah. And then and then they've got all the aliens. Somehow the alien monsters got, they got control of them and recreated them, but turned them against the aliens who were escaping. And all the monsters were attacking the ship and they all went into this portal. But there's like no setup for any of that. <laughs> I, I was wondering where the wormhole came from. I assumed it was Dr. Quinn did it on the ship when she was up there, and every time she dropped the trophy, it it <laughs> well, it <laughs> like hurt it was, the alien ears. Yeah. I love that. That that there's no real reason. It's just she drops this cheap. It's plastic, by it's the plastic way. It's not, trophy. It's not a metal trophy. It's a plastic trophy. Hey, they it's, paid for that sound asset. They're good. <laughs> I mean, it's like not synthetic five. marble base, I guess. <laughs> they went to Pond 5, and they spent their $14 for that sound they bite. So they, got, they, got, they, they got 30 days for this free trial, so we're going <laughs> to use all the FX and all the stuff. Heck yeah. That <laughs> that's what we got, except for that really cool sweet drone shot. But that's probably so, they sweet-talked the college guy into letting him use it. I'm sorry, Angelique. That's fine. Was that like a Mars Attacks? Kind of rip off. Kind where the of. The high pitched noise kills the aliens. Yeah, I guess. Well, it was so. Also, kind of fitting though that they used a high pitched sound when their their scanner went across. It affected us too, supposedly. Like the the humans at the beginning were like, ah. So <laughs> so we, we we did it. We did one better. We dropped a plastic trophy. Apparently, and like, yeah, you got high tech. We got low tech. I mean, Mad Max <laughs> did it to Blaster Master, and I mean that was a good movie. So what's their excuse? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so wormhole opens the world is saved i mean thank god people why would you go and watch four seasons of farscape and the peacekeeper wars why do that why bother watching claudia black and all of her glory in those shows and just let me i'm sorry that was a little personal for me why would you watch <laughs> ben Crowder with his wonderful sense of humor why get immersed in four seasons of one of the greatest sci-fi epics ever why bother when you can watch this 82 minutes and just be done with it? Who cares? Who needs it? Wormholes. Done. Over. Where'd it come from? Who cares? Where'd it go? I don't know. Give us some. All right. We're at the end. We're at the end of this. I didn't get Russo. No, Russo didn't come back. So there was yeah. no Transmorphers. There was no. Oh, my God. I should save this for my final thoughts. But I'm going to go ahead. There was no Baycam. 
There was no spinny cam. There was no tension. There was no Jablonski ripoff score. That's one of my <laughs> biggest uh, things. There were, against, no, there were no bombs. Nothing against the composer. Once again, the music was good. But, man, it wasn't asylum caliber soundtrack there was i mean you know like transmorphers <laughs> i mean transmorphers too yeah that gave you that had stakes you know what i'm saying i mean that was atlantic rim that is like the gold standard for somebody <laughs> wanting to make a bay film for the asylum you had yeah benny cam you had the slow motion you had just the weird poses with them not looking at the camera because the things are so ethnic. That wasn't in this, and I was ultimately disappointed. However, Mark, mm. movie man, all right, yes. from the box art, we went over this at the beginning. Mm. We went over the synopsis, which doesn't matter at this point, but the box art. Did the movie match the box art? Ah. Uh. Mm. <laughs> um, it's hard to say because some of the monsters on the box art were in the movie but the, if we go by everything on the box art which also mentions multiverse uh no it 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 doesn't only ah. because only because uh we only get about two-thirds of the monsters that are on the cover i don't know where some of those monsters came from because i don't remember ever seeing them even in an asylum picture <laughs> right. uh, um and, and it med it teases multiverse and there's no setup for that either so the box art unfortunately looks like a last minute thing i mean it looks like they just vomited up assets of monsters from the movie boxes literally and, and tossed them behind an earth and said there you go I mean, uh, as far as asylum box art goes, it's kind of a mess. And yeah, and, and you look at it while you're like, oh, those are all interesting creatures. I wonder if they're in the movie. No, they're not in the movie. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it pulls you in. It does what you're supposed to do. It, oh, multiverse. Cool. Kind of like Marvel. No, not like Marvel. Um, You know, so no. Uh, unfortunately, the box art is is a popcorn fart really <laughs> is what it is it's, wow it's, it's paul would you yes. agree i mean did the movie deliver what the box art kind of did this is kind of moot to have to keep doing that but i'm curious to everybody's opinions because it's kind of like your final thoughts on this thing final nail in that coffin to get this thing off of your pile of shame that you have <laughs> stacked up by the tv of things you're supposed to watch but see you couldn't do that pile of shame because somebody mark had to contact us about watching this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, does the box so, art match the movie? Uh, on top of what Mark already said, no. It's simply from the title, right at the very top. The, the <laughs> date wrong. There is no Armageddon because the aliens wanted to convert us. So there was no, like, end of the human race, except for the fact that we would have been, like, a hybrid universe race. I don't know about that. So yeah, everything just just go right down the box, and you'll be like wrong, wrong, <laughs> super wrong. Uh, maybe, uh, and then yeah, I guess <laughs> that, that, that's what you end up with. So that's that's my interpretation of the box. It's like wrong, wrong, wrong. Maybe. What about you, Angelique? I mean, did the box art at least pop for you? I mean, like you said, well, this is dowry material here. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I've already handed over my dowry. <laughs> Basically, what you would have to do after watching this movie is pull out Godzilla 2000. Yes, right. yes. <laughs> yes. there you go. There you go. Yeah. Now you're talking. That would seal the deal. 
<laughs> Godzilla 2000. This missile will go through Godzilla like crap through a goose. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Man, God. All the things I would, a reference I would expect to be uttered aloud in this podcast. And that is not one. Man, that was good. That was good. Sorry. I've watched that. I watched that film one one few times. The Godzilla 2000 was a great experience. Me and a few coworkers went to see it. There's us and one old man with his grandson in the theater, and that's it. They sat at the back. We were sitting at the front, laughing our asses off the entire time we watched Godzilla 2000. All five of us were <laughs> hooping, we're howling, we're laughing. I felt bad for the two. <laughs> we're the only ones at the theater, but. Oh my God! That the first time I saw Godzilla 2000, that was on a blind date. <laughs> before or after y'all watched the movie? <laughs> before, before, and and I told him just go on. I'm watching this. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> yeah, it's, that was that is my thoughts on this movie it's like ultimately does the movie match the box art no and that's that's where i have to that's where i have to cut it it's like man no that's where you lose point i am easy god knows people know me i am super easy when it comes to a movie but no i mean you look at the cover and it's just like oh man this is so me i mean I, like you said it's got uh, it's this very lovecraftian other worlds cosmic thing but also, I agree with you, Paul. Does the box art match the movie? Well, no, because the movie no. takes place in 2031. <laughs> <laughs> and the title of the movie is 2025 Armageddon. So whatever happened in 2025, I want to see. <laughs> better than what I saw on this. Yeah. But ultimate, I mean, it, oh, God, it's just, you know, well, the, like David Latt, when I talked with him before, and I'm a Hold on, I'm gonna whip my shill out. Whenever I talk, so here's Put your shill away. Thing. There's a lady present. <laughs> so I got my shill hanging out. Hold on, it's going. Fortunately, the lens isn't wide enough to catch it all. But uh, <laughs> you, you can look up Monsters Madness and Magic.com. Somewhere in there, there's an interview I had, a conversation with David Ladd. But we talked all about asylum flicks and asylum movies, and just the formula is there. And the fact that they have never lost money, they have always come mm -hmm. over budget it wouldn't be too difficult on this movie but they have always come over and come in over budget and have always made a profit so i i have to give it to him i do admire i would like to know whoever wrote the script for this movie because lat was a producer as he is with most of them anyway that doesn't mean anything but i'm just curious I, as to how this happened what's, what's up mark so what's the idea I, of the I have it actually up here. Who wrote this? Uh, I think I wrote it down. Hang on, let me get my hose full of beads. It's 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 Mark, <laughs> it's Mark Gottlieb, and now Mark Gottlieb wrote Aquarium of the Dead. He wrote Planet of the Sharks. He wrote Top Gunner, Danger Zone. So he's a writer for Asylum. Um, hey, which living the I, dream. He, he's living the dream. Yeah. He's yeah twenty twenty point oh mega quake super volcano. So he's written. Not many of the monster films. So it's funny that they got him to write this one, considering he hasn't really written any actual mega kaiju asylum pictures. It's just because he was in the office that day. 
<laughs> and he didn't charge that much. His retain his retainer fee wasn't as high. Here's here's the thing with this film. I I'm gonna say as much as it doesn't deliver on the box art, as far as recent asylum pictures go, it's it's definitely watchable. It's not bad, especially if you're an asylum fan. There's a really even better movie than what you get here. Um somewhere. There, there, there's missing pieces. If they could fill in, like, ten, I, I know I don't like really long running movies, but you're right. This is like 82 minutes. Well, it says 90 minutes, but that's a lot of that's, that's credits. Credits. Part of its credits. <laughs> they slow I, the credit. Crawl. They could have added even just five more minutes of scenes in here to help fill in some of those jumps to where you have, oh, but Dad saved them when, oh, but we had this crash when, you know had they filled in some of those spots, they have potential here to make a, a, a respectable 25th anniversary meta reference schlock that asylums, you know, known for, they really have potential here to make one of the better films. And it's, it's decent, but it could have been so much better, but it feels like either budget constraints or just the script. Like, no, this is good enough. Um, is what they did with it. And that's what was the only disappointing thing with me was like I said, the last like five, eight minutes of this movie. And the fact that I'm looking at it going, you guys wrote a decent film. You actually have better writers right. for this as, as schlocky as the films are, you have better writers that could have tweaked this and made it actually what it is intended to be. Uh, than rather than what you got. It's it, as far as asylum pictures go, it's a bu- upper middle tier asylum Damn. picture. Um, yeah. 3.2 because, Ronkin. yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's 3.2, 3.5 in there. You know, it's it's not top tier, but it's not like real bottom level asylum either. This is this is decent, but it had potential to be so much more had they taken maybe a little bit more care. They probably rushed this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, to, I felt to get that. it out. I that is like ultimately that's the adjective I would use, or even a verb. That this whole movie was just one big verb. <laughs> rushed. Paul, have you got any final thoughts on this thing? I'm curious. Like you're yeah. still with us, right? Oh God, here yeah, we go. Here. Yeah. Uh, the the first thing, the first major thing is I think that they could have done more with the battles. I think they mm-hmm. promised us these epic battles between their IP. Uh, and I wanted to see more of that, but because they had so many of them, they just we just had these small snippets. I think their crossover movies did a better job of fighting the different mm-hmm. things. So I, I was hoping for that a little bit more. I wanted more of the family story. This is me, of course. I always want more story. So I wanted the the sister relationship to be a little bit more uh meaningful there <laughs> there yeah exactly uh, i wanted i wanted the father to, to because it, it looks like they had a promising thing maybe bring back grandma it would have been kind of a little bit funnier uh, <laughs> um i just it so that's what i was really hoping for i think they really uh like mark said if they would have spent a little bit more time to polish this it would have been a really very uh exceptional movie but as as it is it's it's just kind of there and uh they did their job they, they produced a movie that I think <laughs> Asylum fans will like, uh, but fans like me who are just kind of on the outskirts and it's like, yeah, uh, I'll watch it because it's entertaining, but I'm not going to critique it very high. 
brilliantly stated. What about you, Angelique? <sighs> Channeling the Glenn Bender <laughs> for us. <laughs> uh, sorry. Hi, Glenn. <laughs> um, I mean, it's an asylum movie, but it's kind of like the ultimate asylum wink at the camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this was a freaking hour and a half long commercial for mm. the asylum streaming channel. Damn. No ifs, ands, buts. That hurts. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's uh, wow, that's brutal, but you're right. <laughs> you know, that, that's all this was. And, you know, because it, it detailed look at all these movies that are available and look yeah, at these that are top watch. Oh, and guess what? We have 4K. <laughs> How many times did we see the menu for the Asylum video a channel? Lot. Oh my God, you're right. A lot. And just like you, Daniel, I love the Asylum. It has a very special place in my heart. It cuddles up with the Lifetime movie channel <laughs> in my heart, in the hotel of my heart. And and they, it could have been so much better. Mm-hmm. But Again, you see Asylum, you kind of know right. what you're in for. You can't, you can't be mad. You press yeah. play. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like that, you know, fool me once. You know, the first time you see an Asylum flick, you usually don't know you're watching one until the end of the movie. Right. And then you're like, why does this? Oh, oh, so this is their, okay, this is what they do. All right. So next time I'm kind of prepared. And <laughs> You know, I was on the ranch when I got the call for this one. And I'm like, all right, I know it's not going to be great, but I'm probably going to have a good time. <laughs> and I had an all right time. Yeah. You know, but it, again, it, <laughs> you get what you pay for. <laughs> or I, had, I had $4 in digital credit on Amazon, so it cost me nothing. Oh. <laughs> oh. I, I strung the additional 99 cents to watch it in 4K. So. Oh, oh, man. She got took. She, she wanted hey. it well, though. She just wanted to make sure that her monsters didn't have flaws in them. Right. The resolution. I, 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 am, I got champagne taste on an asylum budget. <laughs> <laughs> but I saved the planet by going low definition. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Paul. We I do agree with you, that. Paul. Paul mentions that uh, that one scene where the mega shark versus the multi-headed shark. I mean, that that was cool. That was it, the most amazing scene yeah, I saw. That in. was, I enjoyed that because I was like, wait a minute, there's one. That one's got three. It got four, five, six-headed <laughs> shark. Holy Yes! <laughs> yeah, they, well, well, I love that scene too because he's teasing as uh, – well, they're going to pit the sharks against the mega sharks so they can arm the sharks with missiles, which <laughs> yeah. happens off screen again. Yes. They eventually, at some point, get missiles. So they have this this uh, pig or cow uh, <laughs> on on a kind of a la Jurassic Park, but it's on a helicopter and they're dragging it. And this the four two headed, three headed, four headed, yes. five headed, and six headed shark are and, all there. And Paul and, and Chat just uh. Sorry, just put my favorite part of the whole movie. When the shark jumps out of the water and flings the other shark up into the, into the helicopter. Of the helicopter. <laughs> I I just, even though I feel like crap, I stood up and went, yeah! <laughs> yeah! Because <laughs> yeah, that's well, what I need to see in right. the picture. We did it, and we did it more than that. I mean, this is... 
this is for people who saw the 2016 Godzilla film and said, Hey, we get only five minutes of the Godzilla or eight yeah. minutes. That's oh, what kind of like this is we get teases <laughs> of the monsters and you know, they're shooting this on a limited budget. Like I said, they're using a r- original elements, So they could have put in a lot more monster fights. The, yes, the, the, I want the Chinese guy to be like, Rickin fight. Yeah. Just <laughs> say that in the first three minutes and let me sit down and enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's trying to be that, but they don't give you enough of that. We get Mega Shark attacking a cruise ship, uh, the cruise ship stock footage, um, you know, and that, <laughs> um, you know, but that's like 30 seconds. The, yeah, the biggest thing was besides the mutant amalgamation of every monster fighting the robot, which lasted maybe a minute, the longest fight is between the the multi-headed sharks and the Mega Shark. And that makes sense. And I'm like, I want to see more of that. I want to, I want you know, there's a movie right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was you know, that was me with this whole thing. Like, of course, no, the box art doesn't match the movie. So it's, I mean, that that is the worst. That is the unforgivable sin. Anytime that I would do a bottom rack episode, if it doesn't match, man, I can't. Am I going to recommend it? I mean, I can't, I'm not going to tell you not to watch it. Watch anything, you know, tell, look, you're not going to, you'll have fun. Watch it with friends or talk about it with friends afterward. That's the best way to watch this. Man, it was like The Wizard with no Nintendo games. I like how Angelique was It's just a big Asylum commercial because that's exactly what it was. I didn't even see it as that until I look back on it now. It's like, my God, it was. It, Ultimately, yeah. and this is not against the writers or any of the cast and crew and stuff, but I really wish they had come to me or I really wish somebody had come to me with that whole romantic idea of like the last starfighter. They should have come to me like Daniel, we need a 25, 25th anniversary asylum movie. Yeah. And I would have been like, I will write you a season. I will give you <laughs> 12 hours. I'll do it pro boner. You ain't got to pay me. <laughs> Let me do it. Just, I feel like there were so many, and it's not, I mean, there's a good movie here, but man, the, like you said, the multiverse, the fact that that was on the cover. I mean, again, I am expecting them to pull, I'm expecting little howdies and winks from every movie or deep oh, cuts mm-hmm, and stuff. Yes. You know, I mean, I want to see all, I wanted, I kept looking for other actors. That's why I yeah. kept hoping we yeah. see Russo. Maybe, maybe they called Zavi. I was like, I wonder if they gave Zavi a call. And it was like, you know, because he's in Atlanta now, but I was like, man, I wonder if he actually would have done it. I mean, I, I would, I was going to get upset. You know, he, like would he would have. I feel like he would have texted me or something. Just like, hey, dude, I'm back in. You know, I feel like he would have let me know. I can't look, especially when I saw the other guy from it's like, oh, yeah. well, maybe they're going to get, you know, certain actors from these movies, but nothing. They, I would we, have. What are Debbie and Tiffany doing right now? Debbie Gibson yeah, and Tiffany yeah. doing. They could have came back. They, <laughs> There are so there could have they could have got um the nine hundred two one zero guy from Sharknado like I only oh, saw the yeah. first Sharknado Ian, Ian Gearing Ian Gearing yeah, they, they they could have brought him back Tara Tara Reed they Tara Reed they, yeah they could have literally took the the big name cameo stars from their other films and just put them all in here and have them all play the role. Man, that yes, that is yes. a missed opportunity when the Sharknado comes up it could have had them sitting at a table. Shut up. Drinking a beer, going, not again. Right. That would have been. That would have made the movie 
umpteen bajillion times better. What was what was her name from Z Nation? Kalita Smith. Yeah, Kalita Smith. Man, they if she would have showed up, she oh, could have had she could have had a cameo. There was so I mean the fact that they mentioned Z Nation, there was just there was so much in this movie, and that's my problem because when I saw it, and then I, I unfortunately I watched the trailer. And that's mm. the big because I don't watch trailers anymore because of that. And I just there was it was a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad, but sorry, my dog made a noise. That was my dog. That wasn't me. <laughs> there was such a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's a shame that I could. I feel like I could have done. And if I'd have done it, it would have been too much fanboyism. But I would have turned it into like a, a full season. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> we would have had callbacks to everything on this, but yeah, ultimately, it's don't let me put it this way, y'all. If you're on Amazon Prime, watch it, unless they shaft you over like they've been doing, where they make you pay for it, even if you're a part of Prime and you still got to pay, <laughs> screw, especially for an asylum flick, screw that. But I'm sure it'll be on Tubi, but I can't recommend paying money for this. No. No, not really. Uh, but I'm, I'm 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 glad we endured. I'm glad I watched it because I knew it was existing. Because you know, it's one of those where 25th anniversary. It made me realize, wow, they've been around that long. But at like 25 you know. years, God Almighty. Because yeah, I think about it. Where was I 25 years ago? <laughs> How the hell old am I now? 42. <laughs> so 20 years. I would have been 22 and then add five would have been 27. So yeah, around about that time. God knows. Yeah. It's been a while. And it just, man, 25 years. Holy crap. Hey, here's the 25 more. Who knows? Maybe, maybe when they come out with 5381 Armageddon (laughs) in 25 years, (laughs) they'll ask us to do some writing or maybe, you know, we could be like line producer or something, creative consultants and uh, help. I would, I would be up for that. Absolutely. And so, yeah, David, I mean, call me, call me, what, email. What, what is interesting is one of their first films was King of the Ants. Uh, you know, they, they did, they started out with some really kind of dark stuff. And then when they, their first one was HG Wells, War of the Worlds and King of the Lost World. When they decided right. to embrace the Mockbuster, Jolly Roger, Massacre at Cutter's Cove, because, you know, you know, that yeah. is so hard to find. That is. I've, that I've tried to find to that. Find. I've tried to find the physical of that. And I can't find that. Now, right. Hopefully, with me mentioning it, I can now find it. But yeah, it's I was, it's tough finding like pirate horror movies and stuff. And so mm-hmm. I've been, I go through trying to find them, and I can't. Vampires versus zombies, also known as Carmilla, the lesbian vampire. That was one of their that like their second in-house film. But you know, it's interesting to see where they started to where they're at now. Um, but like you right. said, I think Daniel, you hit it. It's just why, for a horror fan, it's a beautiful time in Hollywood because you're getting so many horror films on the screen. The reason you're getting so many horror films on the screen, good or bad, is because they're cheap to make and they get their money back. And then they take that money, the extra money, and they throw it in the coffers for their big budget films. Mm-hmm. Asylum can keep cranking these out because they make them on a minimal budget. Like you said, they come in way under budget so they make their money with their contracts to distribution and that so they get all that money that make two more films for one film they do this there is there uh a lot of their and this is not like privileged information or stuff this is what uh, david told me whenever we were talking before but like they'll have a foreign company like 
overseas market. Yeah. You know, we want a movie like the Avengers. And it's like, okay, cool. We'll make you one. And I mean, it's just like that. So if he goes and he'll start looking through scripts to see if he's already got one written and then they'll just throw it out. It's this Charles band did this almost the same thing yeah. like that. And that that's just how they do it. But another way that the asylum really makes their money and ladies at home, I'm not about to do anything lewd. I'm just telling you, go ahead and let y'all, let y'all know this, the dirty, the dirty little secret. Ladies, y'all have been watching a majority of Asylum films during the holidays. You do understand that, right? The same people that make Sharknado, the same people that mm-hmm. made Alien Terminator, are responsible for making at least half, probably more at this point, of those Hallmark movies, movies. Christmas yeah. movies. Executive start- Lumberjack comes home for Christmas. They are right now, as we speak, they're probably already cranking up the production house. If not, they're already planning out their shot their uh, mm-hmm. shot rosters and shot lists. That's just, that's what they do. Their money is in those Christmas films. And if you mm-hmm. think they can make these films quick, they made them Christmas movies like wham, bam. <laughs> Did you ever see that photo that they was making the rounds in December where they had like the box art of 20 different Christmas movies that were coming out to stream it or whatnot. And they literally looked, Paul would I, appreciate the Photoshopping. <laughs> I think so. It looked all this like this similar po- like it looked like one massive poster for a one movie, but they were all <laughs> and they do all kinds of those. Now they have some different kinds of, ho- of the holiday films, like the one I talked about. The reason I talked with David Latt before was I watched the Asylum Christmas movie. I had to watch. It was called Home Alone for Christmas, and it was yeah. basically Home Alone, but it was with pets. <laughs> and the real funny joke to that that. David told me is that the original working title was called Bone Alone. And they had actually almost had it ready to go on the shelf. And then he was like, well, wait a minute. That doesn't really sound all that. Like their, distributors, their distributors were even saying that might not be the best title. And so they changed it to Home Alone. I like it. There's <laughs> no joke about that. I mean, yeah, they're big monies in Christmas movies. Honestly, this, as he told me before, this is just fun for them. I yeah. think that they are now at the point this might have just been kind of what Full Moon was doing. Mm-hmm. They were just, they take people fresh out of college. You need a credit. They need something to go on the line. They need something in production because they got a schedule. So they'll get people from out of college. They get people that just want the experience. Bring them in there. Here's your budget. Do not like, do not go over budget. Yeah. Anything else, go ahead. <laughs> you know, so they got the gun. It's like, can, can, can we have a six headed shark? Can I, can I throw a shark into a helicopter blade? Well, yeah, of course. God, please. It's an asylum movie. Just don't go over budget. Yeah, you I'm, could you could literally use the shark coming out from the first mega shark film, insert the six-headed shark into its mouth as it goes up. That's all you got to do. Yeah, it's I don't care if we that. see duct tape seams between <laughs> the shots. I don't care if you see that in the frames. You super glue. Hell, I don't care. Use my super glue. Yeah, I don't care. Just don't go over budget. I feel like the asylum has they're doing that now, and then honestly, this might have just been a just fine. Yeah. Somebody wrote a script, said you want credit. Here you go. We'll give it. You know, and it, I mean, God love them for it. I appreciate them for doing that. If it wasn't for the asylum, I mean, you wouldn't have the because these people wouldn't move on to something else, mm-hmm. especially with the way the industry is now. You would either have to go super gorilla and one in ten million. You might come out with a District 9 or something like that. or you know, But other than that, you're just going to be sitting here watching like, oh, Steven Soderbergh did it with an iPhone. Why can't I do it? And then you're going to go mm-hmm. do it, but you're not going to get anybody to watch it. 
Mm. So I, I still love what the asylum does. This one. I swear, I swear, I'm picturing it now that you mentioned it, Daniel. I know we're going a little long, but I can picture it now. Somebody's sitting in the asylum office coming in uh, another day, look at the calendar and go, wait a minute. We've been around 25 years. <laughs> hey, did you know we've been around 25 years? What? 25 well, years I'll, of what? Well, I'll be damned. Shouldn't we do something? Um, <laughs> you know what? Give me five minutes and we'll have something for you. There you go. Five minutes. Yeah. And, and that's how it went. That's how it went. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, yeah, I feel like that. <laughs> Their casting took another five minutes. They go, who's available? And they just send, they've got like a mail list, like a subscription email list. And they just send it out to all the people who've been in asylum pictures. They go, are you available these dates? They say, yes. Okay, we got our this person, this person, this person. Casting's done. Okay. I mean, there's Especially, a movie. There's a movie right there. I'd make a movie, call it Bloodsport, but you like have to compete in an asylum <laughs> film. So it ends up being like Cannonball Run, only a full contact sport. So it's like Cannonball Run means blood of heroes and rat race, <laughs> all so that you could star in the next asylum flick. I mean, well, they, look, they could just call David, it Ar- Arena Three. Arena Three. <laughs> <laughs> David, call me, email me. Have I mean, your people can contact my people. My people is me, and we just cut out the middle bit. We do this. I got the letter. All right. I would say I would watch the Asylum Ball run if if they ever made <laughs> the that. Asylum <laughs> Ball run. Hell yeah, that would be fun. Oh, well, that I guess we we come to a close. Mark, we have. Yes. Where can we find you? Tell us what you got going on. <laughs> uh, SpecialArtProductions.com for all your movie man needs. You go from there. We got links to everything, including my TikTok, where I do these one-minute reviews of wide-release films. He also um, dresses up like an anime character and lip syncs. Occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> shh. That's for my only fans. I'm, I'm sorry. That's oh damn! I was fan. on the wrong one. I was wondering. It was like, wow, this is kind of risque material, Mark. Yeah, that's that <laughs> my only fan. But uh, specialartproductions.com. You go from there. You got a spoiler room podcast, final cut. You got links to the TikTok where I do the one minute reviews. Spoiler room. We're kicking off another theme month. I've been doing this almost three years, where I do a theme month every month. This one is called. Uh, it was going to be called Under the Influence, but I changed it to now it's Remote Controlled, where we're looking at films. Okay where aliens are controlling people. So we're covering the hidden. We're covering the host for our special series. We're looking at upstream color and then we're closing it out with the puppet masters. So uh, interesting slate of films there, but yeah, there you go. Paul, where can people find you, Mr. Ferret? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm still doing the film jerks, but I turned it into a live stream show. It's a, the discussion show where we will look at uh Films and other topics, like a bunch of jerks in a book club. And uh, we do that every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern time. Uh, and that is on twitch.tv slash forsaken underscore ferret. It's a hoot. Y'all should really tune in. It's fun. <laughs> Plus, as I've said before, Paul brings the gravitas. It's always fun. It's always delightful. And it's not always asylum. No. <laughs> well, the, the, since we turned it more into a discussion show and less of a, a review show, it, it is a lot of us. Uh, we'll, we'll get together and we'll just talk about, hey, what movies have you seen uh, just recently? And we'll talk about that movie. And uh, usually it goes off in like weird tangents. 
only instead of curbing it like we would in a review show, we don't. We just keep going in that path and we go down some weird rabbit holes sometimes. Oh, so fine. it's a fun show. It's it takes about three hours now, but it's amazing. Nice. Fun. So tune into that, y'all. Angelique, what you got going on? Uh, right now you can just find me on Monsters Madness and Magic. Uh, I don't have much else going on right now. <laughs> no, I understand completely. That uh, yeah, same for me. I run a tape label, Obsidian Relic Records. Bandcamp.com. I think that's the anyway. It's four, four, eight different things coming up. But uh, other than that, yeah, I still write reviews on Monsters Madness and Magic.com. And then if if I'm ever asked on other shows or whatnot, and I can get my schedule timed right, then yeah, I might hop in some other stuff. But yeah, otherwise, I'm just here until I hear the call for the next Asylum film. <laughs> I, I, I promise I won't do that for a while. You better. You damn well better. I am always down. The, I'm always ready to throw down with some asylum. But it keeps because I get so wrapped up in all the other crap that I forget about this. Because all I've been doing is watching wrestling. And, oh, wow. and, and, and no, not like new wrestling. Like I'm, yeah. I'm old curmudgeon. I'm watching old school wrestling. Like <laughs> I've started revisiting every WCW Nitro from 1997. Ooh. Oh, nice. I'm, about, I'm at the. Uh, slam! I finished the Great American Bash in June, so I'm going to be starting. Mm-hmm. I've got to finish up June, but this has now happened where Scott Hall has come out to start. You know, the you want a war? Well, you got one. And oh then, yeah! Uh, Kevin Nash comes out with him, so that's already happened. And uh, Kevin Nash with this. So this is where the big boys play. Check the adjective play. Yeah. <laughs> He, he needs to be on an asylum film. Is what he needs. But, uh, I've been that, so. Yeah, it's been fun. But uh, anyway, y'all, th- there's no need to keep y'all here any longer. We can cut this one and uh, yeah, put it put it on the floor. Hopefully, not as much cutting as an asylum film. <laughs> get this one out and, to the masses. And uh, thank you all for this last minute kind of impromptu gathering. This thank is a you. Lot of fun. And uh, I just want to give a shout out uh, to the intro that will be put on the front of this. Uh, We got to give a shout out to our friends, uh, Mike, Mark Woldridge and Doc, Mr. Steve Waltersdorf, who did two voices. (laughs) They did our voices for the uh, soldier and the captain at the beginning of the intro. They were kind enough to throw that together for us. Nice. Uh, so uh yeah, they messed up now because I mean, yeah, once you once you start doing small little voices or just little one-off sound effects, next thing you know, you're getting harangued with emails and you never leave. You never leave. <laughs> you get infected. So yeah, we're done. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an impromptu mockbuster summer-ish episode. I don't even know when this is coming out, but <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Thank you all so much for your time. <laughs> <laughs>